Thanks for listening to this message brought to you by Cornerstone Christian Church. Hallelujah. I'm not one to say that the car is going 75 when it's going 45, but I'm telling you on the inside of my spirit, man, I feel like I'm running 95. And so I uh, don't know what you feel or uh, have faith for, but I'm believing God for great things this morning. Amen. And so if you don't have faith to believe that, just uh, ride my faith till you get faith. Amen. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. I want to read one verse of Scripture this morning, um, uh, and I want to talk about, um, I'm really going to talk about the power of seed. I want to talk about finances. You hardly ever hear me preach about money, but uh, I just really felt impressed of the Lord uh, earlier this week, do some things uh, that, uh, and we're going to, you're going to really get to see uh, uh, something cool at the end of this service. We're going we're gonna to share that with you. And so um, we're going to bless somebody in this house today in an amazing way. And it's going to be cool to see. So Genesis chapter 8, um, verse 22. Um, let's look at this. It says, while the earth remains. You're there. It says, while the what earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night, what shall not what cease? Let's look at it again. While the earth remains, is the earth remaining today? All right. Then what does it say? Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. I want to talk to you this morning just on the power of seed and really uh, how many knows that there is a law of sowing and reaping? How many knows that there's something greater than that called the law of blessing? And that's where we enter into a season where we receive things that we have not sown for. How many members in Deuteronomy says that you'll enter houses and lands that you yourselves didn't even plant for? Well, how many knows this within God there's this thing called stewardship and training ground? Are you with me? I don't believe that you just enter into the law of blessing where you just really, uh, you, you get saved, you ain't really done uh, nothing to say, but just God just supernaturally drops the law of blessing and you start entering into places that you have not sown for. I believe that there's a stepping stone, and, and I want to talk about that this morning, that as long as the earth remains, the Bible says that seed time and harvest shall not cease. That means that I have the ability to sow something and see it come back into my life. That is not necessarily having to do with finances. How many knows that if you sow mercy, you're going to reap mercy? How many know if you sow kindness, kindness comes back, pressed down, shaking up. If you sow joy, it comes back. And this is a principle in the Word of God. It is surely just as the law of gravity is in effect that seed, time, and harvest shall never go away. I believe God for a harvest every day because I'm sowing every day. <laughs> All right, let's look at this. Now, if the Word of God says it is in effect right now, that means I can jump on board. I'm not talking about some just blabbing and grabbing. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about sowing a dollar bill and reaping a thousand fold. How many knows we like that? Gonna sow a dollar, gonna sow George, and want it to come back ten Ben Franklins. There is maybe a time, and listen to this. Let me say this. There is 
Some people are gifted with hype that can make you give your house. I mean, I've been in, uh, Rod Parsley's mom used to take up uh, offering or whatever, and I've been in some camp meetings. Man, you you give everything you had. I mean, you walk out there barefooted. That's how I know that she was to take up an offering. I'm not talking about that this morning, but I am. I'm just telling you, how many knows there's supernatural times that God comes upon you and tells you to do something in that moment if you obey him and it releases something? That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about this, uh, um, that uh, if you just, if you just, it, God moves by faith anyhow, but so I don't want someone to take me where I'm not going. I, and it, what should be, shouldn't be sad is we as preachers shouldn't have to defend ourselves when we're preaching about money because Jesus preached about money more than he preached about anything. And he did tell us how we handle the money is what really gets us in line to handle the true riches of the kingdom, which is not money. True riches has far more to do with money. So let's look at this. So he says, seed time and harvest, this is a law in effect. Now I want you to go with me to the book of Luke. I, I won't, um, I'm going to preach several scriptures this morning. I want you to travel there with me uh, in your Bible uh, or either on your phone, your app, or whatever. But get in the Word of God. Let's look right here. In uh, Luke chapter 6, a very familiar uh, verse of scripture right here. Um, it says this. Um, it says, Give. And it will. What? What is? Look. It says, "Give, and it will be given to you." Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure, look, that you use, it will be measured back to you. Now, the Bible says, "Give it." This is not limited to money. It. It's not. It's. 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 Give whatever, and I can expect. A, a return to come into my life. Someone says, well, I just give unto God. I, don't, I really don't expect Him to do nothing back. Are you crazy? I'm expecting God to take what I give, press it down, shake it up, and run it back over into my life. What a blessing that God says that He would bless me, open the windows of heaven just on 10%. That's in the Old Testament. So I said, well, well, tithe is just Old Testament. Listen, we can either believe the Old Testament or the New Testament. In the New Testament, Jesus told the rich young ruler, give it all. So I'm going with the Old Testament standard. Look at what it says. Can we pull that verse of Scripture? Because I want to, we got somebody over there, ghost man back there in the corner. Oh, no, I'm <laughs> Ghost lady. Right, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, will, will be put into your bosom. Look at this. For the same measure that you, that you use, it will be measured back to you. Listen to this. It's almost like God saying, I determine the measuring cup that's going to be poured back into my life. I have the opportunity to choose the measuring cup which God is going to flow back into my life. For the same measure I use is what He will use to determine to pour it back into me. So if I determine, listen, if it's talking about finances, if I want to give a dollar, that's, the, that's what He determines to use to give back into my life. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. <clears throat> Most of the time when you preach a message on giving, it ain't no chest bumper. Everybody's like. And notice how we strategically forgot to take the offering up till after we preach. 
I'm trying to give you faith to see what, you, what you're doing. Are you with me? 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, But this I say, who sows sparingly will what also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Let one each give uh, uh, as he purpose in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things, and may have abundance for every good work. As it is written, He has dispersed abroad, He has given to the poor, His righteousness endures forever. Now He who supplies seed to the sower, and bread, and food, uh, and bread for food, supply and multiply your seed that you have sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Now, how many knows this? That, um, that he gives us seed to sow and bread to eat. Let me just say this, that you don't eat your seed because you cut off your harvest. But also, you don't plant your bread. How many knows that God gives you blessings for you to enjoy? There's times that God will bless you, and it's just, I mean... You don't, he's not telling you to give off of what he blessed you. That's bread that he has given you. And a lot of times I can just say this, that I've been guilty and, mo- and moved out of emotion, not out of the Spirit of God, and I have given my bread away that he gave me to enjoy. You can't plant bread. Bread does not return back to you. But seed will produce a harvest. Now check this out. Go, go get my stuff right there. Now, one of the things too, and I'm going to deal with this, is that one of the misconceptions, I'll deal with this after I show this uh, illustration um, right here that Clay's going to bring out. So check this out. Every farmer knows this. They plant one grain. How many knows this? You can plant. Boy, look, it's going to be hard to preach. Listen, a, harv- a, a farmer plants one kernel of corn. This is what I'm trying to show you this morning. He plants one kernel of corn. That one kernel of corn goes into the ground because of this law that is in effect that we read in Genesis 8.22 that goes into the ground. That seed dies in that earth and it produces a stalk. And that stalk of corn will produce two ears of corn. Listen, that's one to eat and plenty more seed to sow. That is amazing that our Father, when we release that small amount, what He puts down, presses it down, shakes it up, multiplies and running over. Listen, that's food to eat. Listen, a watermelon. I tried to, uh, I was going to get one. I got in late last night, so I didn't go get one and dry all the seeds out. Lord, it's going to be tempting right here. But a watermelon, we put one seed into the ground. Are you with me now? One seed into the ground. It produces a vine which produces melons. That melon brings food for my house, but also within the food is contained seed to plant for my next harvest. You want that? Praise God. That's a blessing of sitting on the front row. The back row Baptist didn't get none now. I can't walk that far back. Listen. The cantaloupe, Clay said, God bless him with the cantaloupe. This is also, I'm just trying to give us an illustration of the seed to sow. Now listen to this. A lot of us would say that, well, I don't really have, I don't really have no seed to sow. I believe it's an absolute lie of the enemy to say that we don't have anything to sow. We are a warehouse of seed. 
Every good deed that you do is a seed sown. I believe that it is. I believe that... Um, that it is our place that we should be the most generous, the most giving people on the face of the earth. I believe this, that you can, that you can give and not love, but it is impossible to love and not give. God knew this. Listen, God wanted a family. He had a son in heaven named Jesus. God sowed his son as a seed into the earth. That seed went down and it died in the earth and it was there for three days and three nights But on the, and then it rose again. Are you with me now? And that one seed that God sown in heaven, now Jesus is not the only begotten son of God. He is the firstborn among many brethren and now God has a whole family because he let that precious seed out of his hand to go into the ground and produce a harvest. Now let's look at this. Let's look at this. Out of 2 Kings uh, chapter 4. Go with me right I want to read you a story. Second Kings chapter 4. The enemy will always make me look at my pocketbook or try to make me look at my pocketbook and say that I ain't got nothing to sow or anything. Okay, listen to this. I just told you, you're a warehouse of seeds. There's seed that you can sow, okay? Listen to me. Right here, a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets, I'm in verse 1 of 2 Kings chapter 4, prophets cried out to Elisha saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. You know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons. And be his slaves. How many know she's in bad financial shape here? Are you with me? She's not living high on the hog. She's done off the hog, really, down to the feet. So Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me. And what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Another thing I want to tell you, everything God does, he starts it with a seed. Every successful ministry you see begin as a seed. It really began in a seed in someone's heart. And it was stewarded and brought up. We pray, we, we, you know, and, and I, I do, I, we pray for the big things. And every time we pray for the big things, God hands you the small thing in your hand. He, we, we want the oak tree. Every oak tree was a seedling at one time. It was just stewarded and cared for until it became an oak tree. Are you with me now? And then once it, becomes a, once it becomes a mighty oak, it provides shade for many. So every time we're praying, everything begins with a seed. And Elisha shows up at this lady's house. She's broke. She's disgusted. The, the creditors are coming. And he says, what shall I do for you? And then he asks her, what do you have in the house? Her response is, I have nothing. I have nothing but one small jar of oil. The one thing that you have is the thing that God will use to change your life. Are you with me? It doesn't have to be a big thing. It just, and a lot of times our eyes is blinded to the one thing that we have. The enemy always magnifies what we don't have. Are you listening to me? I can't do what I don't have. I can't, I can't worry about what I don't have, but I can use what I do have. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all of your neighbors in empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you, and your sons then pour into those vessels and set aside the full ones. So when she went from him and shut the door behind her, her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels are full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. 
And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt. And you and your sons shall live on the rest. Now, go with me to Psalms 126. Psalms 126. Psalms 126. You there? When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are glad. Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall what? Reap in joy. And who continually goes forth weeping, bearing Seed, the King James renders that precious seed, I believe, uh, for sowing. Look at that. Shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing um, uh, the sheaves uh, with him. So listen this, that one of the things that is a guarantee that is seed of nothing promises this, a harvest of nothing. Here's the next thing. The seed leaves my hand, but it never leaves my life. And here's the deal. When God, how many, how many, and I say this, how many has ever been worried about a gift that you gave? It probably, if you ain't never been worried about it, you probably ain't never gave me. But there, I have given a few that I was thinking, oh my God, I don't know if that's God. I don't know if that's God. I, you know what I'm saying? Because it ain't like the Bagley's is running over with, uh, with a lot of uh, money, okay? It don't grow on trees. We all have to earn it. You follow me? And so, but... In this text, in Psalms 126, that farmer's going out, and the Bible says he's got precious seed. Everything is in this seed. Number one, the seed is what he has left over from last year's harvest. Number two, when he pulls it off the shelf, that's his future. Because this is, this is everything, he, everything is locked up into this seed that if he will be able to plant next year. Maybe the conditions were bad that year. Maybe they were in severe drought. Maybe it was maybe what uh, maybe it was because the enemy was surrounding them, and they was afraid that he was going to steal the harvest. And here's the deal: this is when it comes to giving. What the enemy always wants to make us think is, once you give it, that's it. If you give the twenty dollars, then you don't have the twenty dollars anymore. The deal is, is it leaves my hand, but it never leaves my life. There's a season in which uh, that 20 is gone from me seemingly. It never leaves me. It just left my hand. Here's the next thing. That if I leave it in my hand, that is the most it will ever be. Is that? Are you with me now? If I got $20, that is the most it will ever be inside of my hand. But if I'm willing to let go of the 20, whether it be 5, whether it be 100, whatever it is, okay? Listen to this. The, the amount of mercy that's in my life. If I don't choose to sow mercy, I can't expect mercy to come back. That's why I always say when someone falls and someone messes up, the church and the world is quick to judge. Listen, I believe this. You need to handle that person the same way if you were in their shoes being handled. You sow mercy because when you sow mercy, it comes back in our lives. They're bearing precious seed. And the Bible says that those that are willing to sow it, what? Shall doubtless come again. Just like the things I believe this morning in worship. We were seeding the heavens over this community in that worship. Sam, we see an open door. 
We see an open door. We, 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 we ascend into the hill of the Lord. Not everybody in this room was ascending. Are you with me now? Not everybody was sensing an open door, but we see the heavens in that. That one day if we keep singing that song, if we keep singing about the glory of God, there will be a people that walk in the glory of God. Are you with me now? If we keep preaching revival, seeding that as seeds in the heart, there will be a generation that will contend for it and go after it. Just like I told Miss Karen the other day, we, we were meeting about the, about the little children upstairs. I said, I believe you are pastoring the generals that will see the coming of the Lord. Y'all still believe in the rapture of the church in this room? There is going to be a day that the coming of the Lord happens. And I said, I believe right now, so we've got to instill in them the mindset that, listen, that they are young generals unto the Lord. They're not going to be the church of the Mar, the church of next year, the church of 20 years, the church right now, and the same Spirit of God's living in them. We're putting that seed in them. So we so so those that bear, it says doubtless shall come again. The most it will ever be is in my hand. If I hold the one cantaloupe seed, this is the most I will ever have right here in this moment. But if I drop it into the ground, I'm willing to let it go from my life for a season. The Bible says in John chapter 12, it says, unless a grain of wheat, what? Go into the ground and die. That's the roughest part of the season of giving. Seems dead. Nothing's happening. Lord, cat, we shouldn't have gave that $100. Now the kids are going to do without. How many knows that's a lie? We don't give to do without. Come on, church, wake up with me just for a minute. We're going to eat dinner in a minute. Are you with me? Oh, we're eating biscuits or something on Sunday morning. We got to get them off the biscuits on Sunday morning. Get them on coffee. I want three espresso machines. Loaded, high caffeine, high octane, the highest we can get, front door and back door next week. Everybody get in a cup. <laughs> huh? I'm with you. I'm tired too. I'm trying to put this truth in us. How many knows this that God's going to give? God gives us opportunity to give. Every day, He gives us opportunity to give. And it's not necessarily locked up into money. Although I believe a lot of times that um, money is just a great way. It could be a blessing to people. Are you with me now? Um, that, um, but here's the deal. The grain of wheat falls into the ground and it dies. And in that season that it dies, it seems like, you know, God, I mean, there's nothing happening. We, we, we have planted but here's the deal. Those that go out, the farmer that tolls the ground in March and in April, and about Good Friday, you see the tractors and the hares rolling, and he's putting it all into the ground. Listen, the reason why he's willing to work well into the night, because he knows come October, he's fixing to have something to gather out there in that field. And when he gathers out there in the field, this is the part where he comes out rejoicing. 
because all the hard work of being out there in the sun with the sun beating on his head, sweat pouring off of his brow, tolling the ground, now comes the time of celebration. Because I planted in the spring, I know that I got a harvest coming in the fall. And here's where I believe that God wants to, us to live our lives is that every day that we can live in a continual harvest. How can I live in a continual harvest? Because I'm continually planting. Now, I told Kimberly that I was going to share this story. That I, It's amazing at some of the things that I've seen uh, in the past, really, uh, two or three months. Donna was uh, one of the things she was asked. She said, who, who is this person right here that had given a check? And when I come to find out, it was a... 14 or 15 year old kid signed the back of his paycheck where he had worked all week and he put that in the offering plate. Happened right here a couple months ago. Now, check this out. Here's another testimony that was, um, that was, uh, I guess he had worked and it was his birthday money, right? So, Trenton had worked, cut some grass, got some birthday money. It was $150. How many knows $150 as a 16-year-old? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to me. I mean, that is, that's 12 three-piece dinners down at Carter's. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Boy, we hungry, ain't we? I'm about to tear that watermelon up. We're fit to close it down. Listen. That's a lot of money to a kid. No one knew. I, I didn't know this till just a, 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 I mean, a few weeks ago. During the offering, nobody told him to give that money. He brings that money to the front, puts the $150 into that basket. So I, I guess a little time later, what he wanted something, right? Is that what it was? That's how you found out? Okay. Did you, you didn't know he gave the money until uh, he got it from Andy's parents? You didn't know he had given it to Andy? Anyhow, here's the deal. So we put it in the microphone for the tape. He, go to, he gives $150. He goes to uh, Andy's parents. He goes to his grandparents. They give him this large jar of change. Is that right, Trenton? Huh? All right, so he gets this large jar of, of, of uh, change, and he puts it in the truck, and he tells his dad, this is my hundredfold return. Now he goes, changes the change in. Trenton, how much was in the change? $600. That's seed time and harvest. That's working for a kid, a teenager. I felt the anointing of God come on me right then. Listen, I feel the Holy Ghost come on me right then. My, I feel the Spirit of God. Listen, here's the deal. When we plant, God promises to bring it back in our lives. I'm not talking, listen, I don't, I don't, we don't need your money. Are you with me? Listen, but I'm telling you this, that when we release that by faith, God comes on what we give and he puts it in the ground and he always yields a harvest back into my life. Listen, I believe this. God will get money to you if he can get it through you. If you want to hoard the blessing of God, that's the reason why the dead sea is dead because it has something to feed it, but it has no outlet to get it out. God doesn't want us like that. He wants us to be a river that he can flow into and he can flow out of. That's right, that's right. 
to be a blessing to somebody. Listen, some people, listen, the church has been known for peddling pork chops, chicken, and everything else trying to get people's money. What if we turned it around and said, listen, we want to bless you and we don't care if you come to church, if you receive Jesus, I just want to be a blessing to you. I'm not here to take your money. Listen, God's got money for me. He owns a cattle of a thousand hills. My daddy's not broke. I can give and it'll come back into my life. I'm, I'm sorry, but it makes me sick when I see Christians in front of Walmart trying to get money out of people to provide, a vi- to provide money for a vision that probably God never told them to do to start with. I'm sorry, but listen here. If God sends you, listen here. He ain't going to send you broke. There ain't nowhere in the word that he sent a man out that he didn't take care of him. And if God sent you and the vision's from God, there'll be provision to take care of the vision. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hey, I'm telling you, you know the reason why? Listen, I got, I got faith to believe that you are going to be blessed beyond your wildest dreams. Why? Because I got vision that I do believe is from God. And therefore, we're going to need some resources. How God going to get the resources in here? He's going to bless you. He's going to bless your employer. I pray every day God bless the people that own businesses in this county and bless your employer. Because if your employer's blessed, he's going to bless you. And guys that work for me, I tell them, listen, you make me more money, I'll make you more money. Is that not how it goes, Mr. Billy? You go make me the money. I'll make you the money. So here's the deal. Now, my dad, my dad was a country boy, did not go to church, was an alcoholic most of my life. But one of the things that he modeled so well in our household is he never, the dollar never had a hold to it. I remember as a young boy, I was probably... um, Maybe a little bit older than John Bentley. There was this truck stop down the road. My dad, this is where we always, we stopped at to fuel up before we went to the deer woods. And to be honest, my dad would go in there and, I mean, he would, he would put a 12-pack or a case of natural light that he was going to put in his cooler. We was going to the deer woods to hunt, and I would get what I wanted. And I remember that I saw a lady with two kids, and, and I remember those two kids were sitting in the back, and she couldn't get the car cranked. And my dad sat there to try to help her a minute, and the battery, the, the, we tried to ju- the battery was just gone. And uh, she said she had been jumping it off for several days, and the battery was gone. And this is at a truck stop. My dad went in there and got an interstate battery. How many knows if you're going to buy a battery that ever starts a whole lot cheaper than an interstate? Especially at a truck stop. He went in there, and I remember him purchasing that battery, and he put it in that car. And I remember that woman crying, and she says, Sir, she said, I cannot pay for that battery. My dad put that battery in that car, never thought another thing. We jumped back in the truck, and we went to the woods, and he never thought had another thought. Listen, that showed me more about the kingdom of God than half the ministries that I've been involved with, friend. Listen, we want to serve someone with an agenda. The world is tired of the church serving them with an agenda. They want to see a church just walking in the love of God. Listen, Jesus, it, it, it doesn't matter. You don't have to have a lot to impact a lot of people. There was a young boy that only had a couple of fish and a few loaves of bread that fed 5,000 people. When he released out of his hand, our father got a hold to it and looked towards heaven and said, God, listen, this ain't nothing but a $5 bill. But I pray today up in heaven you would break the limitations off 
for this $5 bill and 5,000 men, not counting women and children, were fed by his seed. This is how the kingdom operates. And we become a storehouse of seed that when we sow, God releases it down into the ground and brings it back into their life. Now, those things, and I, and I remember thinking, let me say this, but when I was little, my dad probably made $500 a week. There just went a hundred and something dollars out of his paycheck that he gave a total stranger, got nothing in return, and we went to the woods like it was no, nothing. No, no, you know what I'm saying? Friend, I'm telling you that in the days ahead, I believe what's going to shake America and one of the things that's going to help us is if the, if the church would move in just the authentic love of God. We've tried every other way, but Paul said, I want to show you a more excellent way. Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. It shall not fail. That when we show people mercy that don't deserve mercy, are you with me? And that we take care of the hurting and we take care of their needs without trying to shove religion and tracks and everything else down their throat. I believe if we model the life of Jesus by simply loving them, showing the kindness of God, the mercy of God, and the love of God, they will want the God we serve. Now, I'm almost done right here. I want to tell you something else that we're fixing to do. This was, I knew about this about six months ago, but anyhow, um, through the blessing of God that um, a, a, a car has been donated to the church. It's a 2016 Corvette convertible. And here's the deal, as I realize, I can't get in it. So it's no good to me. It's not a 2016 Corvette convertible. I know Mr. Tom the wisdom how to sell that and get it or not. But it is a nice vehicle. If you know this, and we're going to give that car away this morning. So there's a number up under your seat. Wrong. I'm cutting up with you again. Everybody's like, my God, I'm glad we went to church today. I'm glad it's under my seat. It's under my seat. So we're going to give that car away. Let me tell you this. When I came to this church, we had a lady that was up the stairs watching all our children by the name of Karen Henley. Three weeks ago, she came to the church and her tire blew out well down the road. She rode to this church to run that nursery on a rim. Not a flat tire was on the rim, wasn't it, Clay? This morning, she doesn't know it. She's up there in the nursery watching our kids. We're going to tell her how much we appreciate her, and we're going to hand her that car. Listen to me. Do you know that every time we gave the pork chops into the schools, we seeded those schools by saying, listen, we don't want your money. 
We don't want your money. We don't want you to come to Cornerstone. But I tell you what, we do appreciate you serving this community by standing up there, putting up. Listen, my wife teaches third grade. They put up with hell. And listen, we want to tell you we appreciate you putting up with that and you sowing into the lives of the kids. We appreciate you walking through your classroom, praying over your classroom, saying, God, encounter these kids. We want to say thank you. That seed being sown into this community. And little by little, they're over opened up saying, hey, you know what? Cornerstone maybe don't want our money. We won't apologize for the blessing of God upon our lives and upon this ministry, but we realize this. God brings it into this ministry, not for us to hoard up and not for us to live high on the hog in the country club, but for us to sow it back into that community and say, God, let plants grow all over this place. Are you with me? So... Karen's going home in style today. Now, here's the thing. Fix it, take up an offering. I'll tell you two things. Listen, your tithe is your tithe, okay? That, that's God's already. That ain't seed, that's your tithe. I ain't got to sit here and do no sermon on tithing. Listen, if you want to argue the tithe, I never met a person that argued about tithing that their goal was they wanted to give more. I told you the story of this. I heard Pastor Bill Johnson tell this story. He said a man that was making $300-something-thousand a year. And he went to me and said, Pastor Bill, listen. He said, I'm not going to lie. When I made $35,000 a year, I could tithe. I had, no, I had no issue. But now that I make $300,000 a year, it's hard for me to tithe. And so Pastor Bill said, listen, I can pray two ways. Number one, God will give you faith to tithe off the 300000 Or number two, you could start back making 35000 which they <laughs> now listen here. Here's a couple of things you sow seed towards right here. Said, well, he was preaching what an agenda. I'm giving you opportunity to give. Mine will be number one. All right. Before Dan died, Mary's pump went out. How long? How long was the water out? Maybe a week or so. Two weeks, maybe before Dan passed. They, they put him in a turmoil last night. They had to take him to the hospital, right? Couldn't bleed. They told him well was dry. Well, see, I told you that God blesses our family here. Hey, listen, everything that we need in this house is in this house. You believe it? Kyle, wave your hand. He's a well driller. That's a well driller. Listen here. I, I have found new respect for the men who drill wells. Because his daddy called. Now, he called me and said, listen, daddy said he would change the pump motor. But he got to have some labor. And I'm thinking, okay, my God, who, who's, who's labor? Uh, Matt is. Uh... So listen, you know what I didn't call? I said, I'm going to go myself. His daddy worked me like a dog. <laughs> I told Matt, I said, listen, when the whales go out, let me tell you, buddy, I love you, but you're going to be the labor for today. No. <laughs> listen, so I, we worked it with Miss Mary. We worked. We got the pump motor changed. Listen, there's water at Miss Mary's house. Been there since last Wednesday. Praise God. We got it done. I'm only saying because it's, these people said, listen, I want to give, okay? That bill we got right here, $1,400. That's the exact cost of the pump. We, put the, we could not put a regular, what was it? It was one looked like a turbo cell, the small two-inch. And that is under the price of what that pump is just by itself. Is that correct? So listen, he cut us a deal on that. We're going to pay it right here, okay? You with me? Need $1,400. Yeah. 
14 people can give 100. We got it paid for, okay? With me? All right, so here's another thing. I said this on a Wednesday night. How many saw the video of the kids doing the thing? Huh? How many believe that that was a stellar video, a stellar video uh, that you saw right there? To do that, what we need to do is we need to change that. I took up an offering for that the other Wednesday night. We need 2100 We fell short. <laughs> Don't make me pull it out on the table and count it and say, oh, we got to do it again. I've been in there. I've been in where they did it three times. Somebody need to obey God. I went up there. Man, just quit taking up the offering. <laughs> huh? I preached in a service one. They took it up three times, and he handed me the mic as an evangelist and said, you need to get in front. I said, listen, man, we, we, I ain't taking up no more money. Man, we done. So we give you the opportunity to give. You don't have to give anything. Hear me? I'm not, I'm not listen, I never look at the deal. Okay, you can ask Donna. I do not look at the deal. You know why I'm not going to look at the deal? Because I'm not going to be held hostage or bondage to the man that gives a bunch or the man that gives nothing. I want to preach the gospel and keep running. That's all I want to do is say what Father's saying and hear what he's, hear what he's saying. I'm telling you, I believe today. I would, I would not, I'm not up here. My check's going to be in there. You with me? That I believe today that God's going to bring a serious harvest on this seed today that we sow. I felt it ever since Wednesday, uh, Tuesday. I've been feeling this very strong. I felt like this morning when we got into that, I told Matt, didn't I, when I walked up, I said, I'm telling you that that Jake Hamilton song, which is the open door, it's hard. You know what I'm saying? Um, I said, I'm telling you, there's an anointing on that song this morning. I believe there's a breakthrough. I believe there's a breakthrough for us, okay? Now, this is one thing we want to do too is that, we're all in need of financial breakthrough. Are you with me? Let's pray right now as we take up this offering. I'm talking about really go for it right here that God would supernaturally open the windows of heaven and bless us beyond what we're able. Um, not, not bless us beyond what we're able to handle. That'd be a dumb prayer, okay? Because I believe God wouldn't bless us. I believe He blesses what we could handle. But I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, you know what? You know what Hannah's going to walk away with today? She's going to see, she's going to see, because she was in that car with her mama. How many, how many of us, I'm just being honest with you, how many wouldn't have come? Some people don't come to church because it's raining. She rode in on the rim. Come on, Most would have called and said we had a flat tire. Pastor, Hannah's going to see today. Mama sowed in tears. She's going to reap in joy. She'll never forget that. When, she, when she's a grandmother, she's going to look back and say, Honey, child, let me tell you something. My mama rode in on the ram to church, and I'll never forget the day they gave her a car. How awesome is that? So, Father, right now, Kyle, I ask that God would bless you supernaturally, you and your dad, Joel, and your brother. Father, may you bless Fulgham well drilling, open the windows of heaven like never before. May the blessing of God overtake his household in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for Steve. 
God, that you would bless bats like never before in the mighty name of Jesus. We bless his business. Jesse, I bless you. I pray the increase of heaven over you every day in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for Clay. God, that you would bless his business like never before. Terry, we pray God bless you like never before. Ken, may every contract come through and more in the name of Jesus. Andy, may God reign over Prince Chevrolet and you sell records every year in the name of Jesus. God, I pray in this house right now that you would open up the windows of heaven. You said, try me and see that I won't bless you. God, this morning we're going to sow seed into this house. We're going to sow seed this morning. And God, I'm asking that you would bring this seed back down, press down, shaking up, multiplying and running over God. What we're doing for Karen today, let this be a seed that we'll be able to do this all over the community that we can give houses, lands, and cars in the name of Jesus, God. That we can take the widow and the orphan and we can house them in the name of the Lord, God. In Jesus' name, we believe it and we receive it in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Yeah. I'm, I'm really nervous. I'm shaking, but I have to share this. Um, about three probably three weeks ago now, the school had a tremendous opportunity to purchase some furniture over at Genesis. We needed $9,000, okay? That's huge for us because we barely just meet payroll. Praise God, though. It has come in like never before, and we are growing. But um, anyway, we had a $9,000 need. We knew we needed this furniture because I can't furnish a, a new classroom usually for that, and we, we had some new teachers coming on board. Anyway, bottom line is within 30 minutes, y'all, 30 minutes, God provided $9,000 for our school. Praise God. Okay, um, yesterday, and all this, it, it doesn't have to be about money. Whatever you sow is what you reap. My daddy taught me that. Um, I'm sorry. Anyway, yesterday, um, you know, we're putting all the furniture up at school, and um, actually Friday, we got our 20th student in one of our classrooms. Well, that again is huge for our school, okay? It's always been our goal to have one teacher per grade, and by God's grace and mercy, we are almost there, okay? Um, but yesterday, um, after our 20th student came in for this classroom, we had um, to make a fast decision. Ken was up there, and, and he was like, okay, well, you know, my kid's in this class. There's too many kids in this class. We have got, you know, to split this classroom up. Here I am panicking, you know, we're almost two weeks shy of starting the school year, and we don't have a teacher, money, all that goes into my mind. Where are we going to put them? Every room is full now at that school. And so um, there again, within 30 minutes, y'all, yesterday, and a phone call, and I hadn't even talked to Miss Thomas yet, because I don't think you even know about this, but anyway, um, God has provided, I'm almost 100% sure, a tremendous teacher to our school that before we knew the need, y'all, God knew it, and he met it so fast. And so when you said God of suddenlies a while ago, it's happening. It is God, the God of suddenlies. And so I just thank God for every miracle this week um, in the last few weeks at our school and in our lives. So I'm just saying, if you have a need today, it doesn't have to be financial. Whatever that need is, God will meet it suddenly. Amen.
we'll give her the car. Everybody's wondering what it is. <laughs> oh. Lord, again, we thank you. We thank you for the power of the testimonies that we're hearing in this place. Lord, we just thank you for the blessing of the Lord upon our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Let's give unto the Lord. It's fine. Just put it in. We will. It's all going in one thing. All right, stand up right here because Miss Carrie's going to come down the stairs. She's going to be like, <laughs> all right. I told the church that we felt like we was going to pray for you and I told them they was all seated down I said y'all better stand up she'd be scared to death <laughs> hey Lord we just want to pray over you and bless you tell you how much we appreciate you Miss Karen all your sacrifice and all you do for these kids man if you got one that's in her class I'm telling you how much they love her and how much she loves them she did a little lesson, something about, um, like if I say something or do something bad or whatever, they had the bracelets, huh? Kindness, by kindness. Well, anyhow, it wasn't long that uh, Asher, he didn't have many bands left, you know. <laughs> he, is, uh, he was ugly to John Bentley and lost one of his bands. But how he knows that they're getting the word of the Lord up there. Yeah, Catherine said to tell you he apologized. And he made it right. And so uh, and I asked the Lord to forgive him, his brother forgive him, and all of that. But um, uh, we just, we, 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 we love you and we appreciate you. And uh, I've, I've told the church this, that, um, um, that we preach today on, on seed and on giving and all of that. And uh, the church has received a donation of a car. And so today, Miss Karen, we're going to tell you how much we appreciate you. And we're going to give you that car. And, um, and we bless you and Hannah. And I just want to pray over you, okay? Father, I just thank you.
I thank you for her, her family. And Lord, I just thank you for the blessing of the Lord upon her life. I thank you for all that she's sowing into our kids, Lord. The love, the tenderness, the mercy that she gives them. And Lord, we love her. And God, we just wanted to say to her today that we love her. We appreciate her. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Miss Karen, we love you. The car's out there. And so... Um, We'll do that. And so we're going to take her out. You guys want, let's let them go out and get in the parking lot, okay? And then we'll take her out to see it, okay? So y'all free to go. Let's go look at it.